Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Bill. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How's it going? Thanks, Ryan. I'm doing well. Great to be here. Thanks. Man, I'm just excited to geek out with you about morning routines. Yeah, me too. Yeah, morning routines, personal development. Maybe we'll go into some business world. We'll see where the journey takes us. But uh, the start of the journey is always uh, you telling everyone, you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us a win in your life right now. Wonderful. So yeah, my name is Bill Hershey. For a living, I help functional health entrepreneurs become profitable in their business so that they can truly thrive as entrepreneurs. And part of my backstory actually is that I studied Ayurveda. And so I got an Ayurveda health counselor certification and you know I may roll that out at some point, but right now that's just very much informed how I approach my personal and professional life in terms of lifestyle. And the last question was something a big win, right? Yes. I got to say, I'm really excited about... I'm actually teaching business to Ayurveda folks. Uh, We have a 16-week course coming up this summer through California Association for Ayurvedic Medicine. And really excited to empower them with business skills, money mindset, entrepreneurial mindset, and see what we can do, see if we can help this profession come up in the world, come up in the American economy. So that's the big win coming up. It's it's, it's a win to come. Uh-huh. Just so for anyone listening doesn't know what it means, what is Ayurveda? I'm glad you're asking that because we can't assume. Ayurveda is, is an ancient science of health from the Indian subcontinent. It's very much a sister science of yoga. So, you know, the premise is that our body is part of nature and that when we align our body and our lifestyle with the rhythms and the principles of nature, we can achieve optimum health, optimum wellness, and fulfillment. Okay. And so what is a typical practitioner of it? What are they helping their patients with? Like, what does a typical routine look like? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, Ayurveda is a lifestyle science. You could say, you know, we have a lot of these functional health modalities coming out right now where there's very much a focus on prevention and lifestyle. Ayurveda, we could say, is the original lifestyle science where recognizing that disease can be completely prevented or mostly prevented or mitigated simply through adjusting how we live our day, basic routines, which is kind of relevant to what we're talking about here today, you know, involving sleep, eating, movement or exercise, simple things like breathing. So Ayurveda as a science really excels in presenting these very basic, simple strategies and tools that don't cost a lot of money that can have major, major, major impacts. In fact, you can be taking the best supplements in the world, seeing the best natural doctor in the world. And if you're not doing some of these lifestyle interventions, it's really not going to tip the needle in the long run as far as really improving a condition or or, or simply reversing a condition. Okay. I definitely want to get some some health strategies from you. Not that we're prescribing anything here, but just based on your experience and expertise. I want to come back to that though. Let's talk about your morning routine. What does that look like? Yeah. So, you know, morning routine is actually one of the most important parts of the Ayurvedic system. And I just gotta confess that I am a work in progress, just like most of us, right? But my morning routine 
there's my morning routine in an ideal world. There's my morning routine of what I've been able to do successfully in the past. And then there's my morning routine now, which is definitely, like I said, a work in progress. So, you know, I basically don't have a very consistent wake time right now, which is kind of my biggest struggle. And part of that is because I don't have a consistent evening routine. So what I've discovered is the morning routine is very much dependent on having a solid evening routine because otherwise things will vacillate. But currently, you know, the things that I am able to hold down consistently are, you know, basically do a little meditation in the morning before I start my day, even if it's a little groggy, even if it's a little like snoozitation or it's better than nothing, I find. So even if I'm able to just kind of like sit up, get conscious enough to like at least have the intention of meditating, even if I'm dozing a little bit, it's better than nothing. Once I actually get up, start moving around, I'll brush my teeth, I'll scrape my tongue with a copper tongue scraper. That's something that's like the health coaching world has kind of been turned onto that routine at this point, I think. And I'll drink some hot boiled water. I'll just sip on it, of course. You know, you can't just like pound that. But it's really, I find it to be really soothing for my system, kind of opens everything up a little bit, that warmth. And I'll take my shower. And the one other piece here is that uh, when I have time, I'll do some oil massage. So with some, I use organic, unrefined sesame oil. For you do, I do like a simple head massage and neck massage and... I find that to be really balancing. And that, there's a whole science embedded in, in that technique as well as part of Ayurveda. That's a whole nother subject. So it, it sounded like you were intrigued by the, the hot water part. That's why I love asking this question because obviously I'm really into morning routines, but and you'll be, by the time this is re- released, it'll be well over 100. You're the first guest that has mentioned scraping their tongue with a copper or something and then <laughs> drinking boiling water. I guess you say sipping. You don't want to gulp that burn your whole insides. But that's the first time that I've heard that. So it's like so many different traditional stuff like gratitude practice and meditation, mm-hmm. which is really important. But then there's always like these different things that you just mentioned that's really intriguing that you can pull from. Yeah. So the hot water thing, like have you ever woke up and felt like your stomach's just kind of like, uh, like it's like, it feel like feels like plumbing with like gunk on the tubes, right? Have you ever felt like that? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure I have. I can't think of an exact moment, but yeah, I, mean, I, I I don't always wake up feeling like wonderful, you know, like where I'm just ready to go for it. But yeah, I get, I get it. The hot water kind of loosens all that. Just kind of like, it's a nice little like loosening up of the insides, especially, you know, if someone eats a late meal or a heavy meal at yeah. night, kind of gets things moving a little bit in the morning. And I didn't mention this, this gets a little, but, but I u- usually try to time my body rhythms to do a BM in the morning as well, just kind of like before eating, before the shower. If I'm in that rhythm, that's pretty ideal. BM, what's that? BM would be a, yeah, a bowel movement. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, for, okay got it. <laughs> don't want to go too much into potty talk here with the podcast, but but yeah, you know, from a health perspective, it, it's it's very helpful, you know, to, to be in that rhythm. And, you know, that's a whole subject in itself, but starting fresh in the day and in, in right before the shower, things are clean. Yeah. I'm not sure where, what, what question to go to from there. Let's go back to health. Like I said, we're not pres- prescribing anything, but just based on your experience, what are some health habits, health strategies, whatever the best word is you want to share with my audience? I think consistent with the theme of morning routine, I think it's really powerful to have like a consistent wake time and sleep time. And this is like sort of my mortal weakness. So it's like I'm needing to kind of preach to myself here. 
my Ayurveda doctor, it's, it's a little bit laughable that every time I see him, it's kind of the same story. It's like, yeah, still staying up too late. So the issue is I'm, I'm just kind of a night owl. But you know, to really wrangle that in, to have a consistent sleep schedule, everything else can fall in line. It's like that, you know, being on a consistent schedule is probably the best medicine. And it's really interesting because there's Nobel Prize winners who are proving this, the power of chronobiology. So it's like modern science is now validating these things that Ayurveda has talked about for thousands of years. And uh, there is a book that I'd like to recommend. And if anything, because this is such a big subject, like things that I recommend, I, I would just simply recommend reading this book, Change Your Schedule, Change Your Life by Dr. Suhas. It's all there. Say it one time, change your schedule, change your life. Sure, that's right. Yes, change your schedule, change your life. The author is Dr. Suhas, S-U-H-A-S. His full name is Dr. Suhas Kshirsagar, but I don't want to, you know, everybody's gonna be like, how do you spell that, right? But yeah, if, if you look it up, if you look up Dr. Suhas, change your schedule, change your life, you, you will find that book. And it's groundbreaking. This is really, I feel, the future of medicine. So... I would say it's maybe one of the almost overlooked aspects of functional health, really dialing in consistent sleep times, consistent meal times. So one other thing here is just kind of fasting between meals, not not like snacking between meals. That's really important. And yet, you know, unless there's this gets into individualized medicine or individualized health care, I should say, not medicine, but you know, just in terms of like different body types have different nuances and propensities. And so Ayurveda is not a one-size-fits-all science. It really is geared toward meeting the individual with where they're at. So when I say things like not eating between mealtimes, there's exceptions with that for certain types of folks. So just a little caveat there. <laughs> Going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time is is interesting because like I use the Whoop app to track some metrics and Sometimes it gives you advice too. And oftentimes I'll say, yeah, you got enough sleep, Ryan, but you have to be more consistent with your go to bed time and your wake up time. And so even the Whoop app is recommending that, uh, re- recommending that. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and it seems like it's a doable thing for anyone. I mean, you know, it's hard because of life and just different things and fluctuation, but in theory, it should be an easy thing. Your bedtime is this time and your wake time is, is this time. And so it seems like it's an attainable health strategy for, for most people. Yeah, it, it really depends. You know, if someone's single and they're like a business person working from home, like like me, yeah, actually, I'm not single, but like I don't have family, right? So it's like, it's a lot easier for me to just like vacillate. Whereas, you know, if someone has a family and they're kind of like, sometimes I think that might actually be a little easier to kind of keep things consistent. I'm not sure. But yeah, you know, there's this thing like jet lag, right? We talk about jet lag, how your rhythm gets thrown off. Social jet lag is actually a very real thing where if you're if you're up late and waking up late on the weekends and part of this thing of like Monday, this feeling like you have a hangover on Monday, even though you didn't like drink or anything, right? I believe a lot of that is actually a function of this social jet lag where your body rhythm has been thrown off and it's recovering now from, you know, the weekend hours of sleep being different. Yeah. I mean, I just got back from it. Trip where there was a time difference, and the, so this was like true jet lag. It was like a four hour difference. It took me a while to get back into like feeling myself, and so I know you're talking about a little bit different, but the, the same effect. I, I felt it, and it was it was for real. It's a big subject. 
big subject. And, you know, I think it's more people are going to be talking about it in the next five, 10 years, just the same way that yoga blew up and became like a mainstream thing over the course of the last 20 years. Right. Yes, absolutely. So Bill, uh, I've got, well, I'm going to give you two questions. Quick answer on this one. What's your number one habit? Number one habit. I got to say it's, you know, if I didn't have my meditation routine, then I'd be in a pretty sad place. So I would say, you know, for me, meditation has become just as important as eating, drinking, sleeping. It's just part of my survival. And if, if I'm not getting that, I kind of feel like I'm gasping for air kind of thing. So it's like, I would say that's, that's, that's one of the pillars for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I look forward to it now. And uh, it's really, uh, it's really important. Mm. And I thought, I don't think it's a secret anymore. So many people talk about it and stuff. It's just a matter of, you know, actually creating a habit out of it. So, totally. uh, all right. So my, my last question for you, Bill, and then we're going to wrap up with uh, you sharing how people can reach out to you, uh, website or whatever you want to share. My last question for you is about meaning of life. It's a personal question because your meaning is different than my meaning and vice versa or uh, et cetera. So through the lens of Bill, what is the meaning of life? Yeah, it's, a, it's always an interesting question. And, you know, such a huge subject. So the short answer, for me, when I was like 18, 19 years old, I was a diehard evangelist, atheist, right? And I was very much coming from a scientific family. I wanted scientific proof for everything. But in college, I took this course on ancient Hinduism and Buddhism, and it opened my eyes to other ways of looking at life. And, you know, what I got out of that, I didn't necessarily become a Hindu or a Buddhist after taking that class. But there's a story that really was very dramatically life-changing for me. And it it was a story actually from the Buddha. Someone came to him and asked him to show him God or higher power, anything like that. And the Buddha remained silent. He didn't say anything. And instead, he taught him how to meditate. And so the lesson there is that this meaning is not something that we can convey in words. It's actually something that we would need to discover through our own perception and experience in order to truly grasp and internalize that. You know, when we're talking about finding meaning in life, I think this is a deeply personal subject and a deeply personal journey that is on us to heed that call of finding that for ourselves in our perception, in our experience. And, you know, it may line up with the shared meaning that others have, you know, that personal firsthand practical experience of feeling attuned to that deeper meaning of life is not something that communicated with words. It's, it's kind of like the map, you know, the words are the map, but it's you who has to go on the journey. So I hope that helps. It does. It's a very deep answer, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. I think, I think part of it starts with just making yourself aware and present and uh, open to the journey, open to experiences. If I'm that, that least was what I took from what you said. So I appreciate you sharing that bill. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been an honor to share this time with you and be able to share some thoughts from from my heart. And yeah, hope uh, hope this was valuable to you and your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Every episode is. I appreciate your time. If uh, someone wants to reach out to you, where should we send them? Yeah, I would say LinkedIn is where I'm most active. Uh, you can find me, Bill Hershey, on LinkedIn. I'm a business coach and a strategic advisor. I help functional health folks become more profitable and pay themselves adequately so they can thrive. Yeah, that's a good place to find me. Eventually, I'll be doing some Ayurveda stuff too, maybe 2023, 2024. 
but I'm happy to point folks in the right direction if they're interested in learning more about Ayurveda. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take good care, man. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.